Don't improvise. Anticipate everything. Stick to the podcast. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Real Bad Takes. I'm Peter. Is with me always or David and Andrew. Yo. What's up? And uh, that was a quote from the new film by David Fincher, The Killer. We're going to be talking about that coming up next. Stick to your plan. Never yield an advantage. Stick to the plan. Fight only the battle you're paid to fight. Ask yourself, what's in it for me? Stick to the players. Empathy, weakness, vulnerability. This is what it takes if you want to succeed. Simple. So, The Killer, uh, directed by David Fincher, coming out on Netflix later this year. But we uh, saw it in theaters uh, last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Alamo Draft House. I don't know how widely is this going to be released. What do you mean? The, like, is the, it the killer? Yeah, uh, in terms of I theaters. mean, the killer is not playing an AMC. It's not. It's okay. not playing an AMC. That's okay. why we watched that Alamo. Well, I know, but I didn't know if it was going to be released in some theater. Like, because I don't know why we got to. It was just open in theaters. It was whatever. just open to select theaters. Okay, and I think it was Alamo got the rights to that, and then it's going to be open to. Netflix on November 10th. Okay. So in a couple of weeks, it'll be, it'll be on Netflix. Uh, so this is a little bit interesting is that we've, we've probably seen this before. Basically, probably mostly anyone that's listening to this podcast has seen mm-hmm. it. Um, and then we'll be, so we can't say go see it in the theater because you probably won't have an opportunity to see it. In Unless the there's an Alamo near you. Yeah. Go, go check it. them out. Um, don't, Make sure they get you. They get your order right. They won't, but make they sure. Won't. Try, yeah. They definitely they messed up my order. Go in so groups bad. of two, egregiously. <laughs> groups of three or more, they're going to mess something up. It was egregious. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. Uh, the fries were decent. Though. I should have just gotten the popcorn. I knew I the fries were all right. Fries I should have gotten right. the loaded fries. The loaded fries looked delicious. I should have just stuck with the popcorn or a pretzel or something like that. This How do you not, mess up one of those? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, mess up a burger like that. That's so especially if you're Alamo. And it's bottomless popcorn. Yeah, yeah I should have done that. Should have done that. And they bring in a little. This is not the point of the podcast. Uh, so we we saw this movie, uh, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, this is, you know, David Fincher is, I think, considered one of the premier directors working today. Uh, hasn't been always recognized as such, but I think that... Never really by the Academy. Well, yeah, but this, this, <laughs> so you could say the same about a lot of yeah, famous directors that have not been, notif- uh, you know, recognized by the Academy. Uh, Martin Scorsese being yep. one, we talked about him uh, fairly recently. Was that our last podcast, or was that two? That podcasts? was the last podcast. That was our last podcast. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Uh, time is quickly. So, but this was a this was an anticipated movie. This was something that we were we were all kind of looking forward to. Uh, I'll start here. Uh, what did you think, Dave? Um, I really liked it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I you even told us you no, were like, no, no. I was being silent on purpose. Yeah, he, I mean. To be honest, this new thing of keeping his cards close to the vest about what he thought about the movie. I mean, I think this was kind of the wrong movie to do it because I I think I agree with you guys on almost everything. Yeah. Um, Though I don't have my own kind of uh, problems with the movie because I do have problems with the movie. Uh Definitely. Um, What did you, what you've not, can you give us your rating of what? uh, Four. Four? Okay. Yeah, four. Okay. Um, But, anyways, I really liked the movie. I thought the beginning was incredible yeah when mm-hmm. he was just monologuing i'm yeah. like oh shoot this he's is sleeping the, he's sleeping on the table and he's yeah. like McDonald's. when he was doing yoga and everything and yeah. he's just talking yeah. i was like oh wow this he's is adjusting his heart rate like, yeah this is amazing so, and also yeah. like throughout the performance like just wanting to like talk about the performance already i mean the only person you really see is michael fassbender the whole mm-hmm. time i mean you get you get glimpses of, like tilda swinton and then uh, that's really people. the only other acting like the rest of it is like physical like yeah, combat. Yeah. Like the only other acting chops are Tilda Swinton and Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Um, and he was great. 
Yeah. Um, he said almost nothing, and yeah. he was like trying to be stoic. But you see his eyes kind of react to every emotion possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, uh, spoilers. I'm gonna just bring out spoilers. Yeah. I guess. Are we are we spoiling it even though no one can? Uh, see that's it fair. We shouldn't weeks. spoil it. Yeah. When things happened. Yeah. When things happened, oh. and he was supposed to act surprised, or sad, or angry. Mm-hmm. He didn't show it very expressively, but yeah. you saw it in his eyes, um, which was very cool. Yeah. Um, and was like, oh, wow, he's back. He's done making uh, X-Men movies. Um, so I remember thinking the same thing with his scenes in, uh, in Glorious Bastards. Like, Dude. obviously, he's more verbal and expressive in that movie, but like, for, that, for, the, for the bar scene. Yeah. So, and like this... And this is like what? So what did, can you explain to the audience? Yeah, what you we're not know it. Yeah, no. um, he was holding yeah, the threes. It's the threes. So for if you uh, know, you know. Any, anybody who's seen Inglorious Bastards, that's like one of the things is like how the Germans get him is like oh they realize that he didn't do the German three, he does the American way to hold a three. But like just the panic that like sets in his eyes and like, and even when the before that when like the older German uh, guy sits down, he's like worried because they're supposed to be talking about the mission, like all of that. That's just, I, I kept thinking of that scene. I mean, yeah, it also helps that he has very blue eyes that yeah. are nice to look at. Mm. Great. Yep. Uh, quick, I mean, like, summary of this film. It's called The Killer. It's basically a character study on a professional hitman played by Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Uh, it's based off a of French comic book. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I didn't know that. I knew it was based on something. I didn't didn't exactly know what. Uh, so thanks for that. I. And I read like the first four pages of the comic book just because I was curious. And it's very much like the movie where he's just monologuing, monologuing, monologuing. And so there's not like your Dave's, we shouldn't spoil this, but there isn't, I wouldn't say there's like a ton to really spoil. So the thing is like, it's like, it's in the, it's in the description of like IMDB of like this being a revenge movie. Yeah. Um, And I think that's very clear. Yeah, um, it's a it's a bit of a revenge movie. It's a bit of a like something goes wrong and kind of what happens next. And it's yeah. In so the-, the IMDb synopsis is after a fateful near miss and an assassin battles an employ- his employers and himself on an international manhunt. He insists isn't personal. And he, yeah, he's very disciplined. He's very repetitive. Uh, and so kind of having it's kind of a character character study of someone who is so discreet and so intentional in every action he makes having to kind of undo some of those things and wrestle with some of those habits that he's formed in order to you know remedy certain mm-hmm. situations yeah. that's basically all i'll say andrew would you or sorry dave were you gonna no, no no andrew uh, yeah, andrew i really like it a lot uh would you give it four and a half okay uh i think this was honestly a diversion from a lot of fincher's stuff in that hmm. the not in like the tone or like even the plot necessarily, but pretty much every other Fincher movie I can think of is deeply like it is a character study on the, of 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 the guy in the movie, the killer. But in in other ways, like other Fincher movies are kind of like we just watched the Zodiac, and that's like showing these characters relate over a long period of time, and like a deep, deep dive into their, their characters, like their relationships. Same thing with Benjamin Button is like over a very long period of time. Right. And then you have social network is like obviously a study of what happened through those characters. And like, while Fincher is known for being like bloody and de- like uh, kind of uh, dark and violent, like he's also known for like studying something through the eyes of the characters. And this is just a little bit, it felt a little bit maybe lighter or simpler in the, in the analysis part of things. 
but I still really liked it and thought that was it was really good. I'm interested because I didn't actually think that this stuck out. I think this fit really well with Fincher's previous filmography. Like I don't think this was like a no. I don't think it feels like out of place, but it it is in like that. I think in that one aspect of like really the only chance you get for him to bounce ideas off of anybody or like to even see him through anybody else's eyes or to see how his actions affect other people is Tilda Swinton's character. Cause like the rest of it is self imposed narrative and self imposed. Like he's thinking through what's happening, which is interesting, but I just felt like the analysis is very, uh, lighter. Very I think lighter. I disagree. Um, I mean, yeah, because it, from the beginning he is telling himself these, these very, um, stoic, uh, sayings to Which himself included some that we included in the quote yeah uh, stick to the plan don't improvise yeah always he's, very he's very clinical yeah. Yeah. Cold. yeah and immediately he's breaking those rules from the beginning mm-hmm. yeah and he's constantly breaking those rules because like INDB even synopsis kind of like uh like says it like insinuates it like by saying uh he's like trying to convince himself that this isn't personal what it is the reasons why He's doing it as a revenge. It's very personal. Revenge is always a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And he's constantly going against or even being like caught off guard while he's saying something. Um, and like always having to like No, yeah, I mean that's still wrestle with that's his still emotions. Definitely happening. Wrestle with his emotions while he's um going But like doing yeah, in other, in other Finchers, like the, uh, the the what's happening is part of the like analysis and like the character is relating is a, a big part of it too whether it's like the two detectives in Seven talking about the essence of evil or like mm. there's often very heavy not just mood and plot and like what's going on but also very heavy like usually pretty like heady dialogue and like talking about like in Benjamin Button talking about what it means to like love and which is like really interesting some really weird stuff about love in that very, movie still mad that they didn't put Brad Pitt's face on a baby but anyway yeah I feel like his movies are usually both where it's and I'm not saying this is even a bad thing about the killer. I just this was a change that I noticed from I think some of his other stuff. Yeah, and that's funny because I was about to say this seems like his older stuff, um, with like very self-introspective like Fight Club or like yeah, self, it does, self, it does seem introspective like, that. Inspective, like yeah, with like, and it felt very campy like his all like his mm-hmm. early like his yeah. first movie Aliens Three is a very campy movie, um, that's I'm, like I'm, weird. That's which it, it's per, my personal favorite Alien, uh, in the franchise, which is. A hot take, apparently. Really, isn't but, that like a bad one? Yeah, everyone's. But like it's my the worst favorite. One? No, no, it's not the worst one. Oh, but okay. it's not considered to be Fincher's worst movie. But I don't think so. Um, what is? What do you think is worst movies? Um, I mean, if you want to include Mank, then I think Mank. Why is, would you not include Mank? Is there a reason? Not because to Mank is just like different. It's about okay. another. It's about yeah. Mankiewicz. Um, yeah, and, and, and about I know Citizen who Mank Kane. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I would say it's Fight Club. I didn't really don't like Fight. Like I thought, yeah, Fight Club. I just don't like what it's saying. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, to the point where it's like just because that's the point of the movie, like what yeah. the main thing they're fighting for. Um, so yeah, I thought this felt like very return to like his old style campy movies, um, like Panic Room, the game. Like they're all very small, uh, campy type movies. Yeah, I mean the the characters I think still feel that way, but I just felt like a bit of a departure, not even in a bad way, but just like oh, this is a bit more. From the 40,000 foot view, rather than like, like sometimes literally in the movie, rather than just like really in the weeds of like what's going on in the story and like the characters fit, like, you know what I mean? 
I, I actually don't. I don't know if so. Yeah. Nope. I, I don't think you're being clear. Like in the social network, or in Seven, or mm-hmm. in um, Benjamin Button, or in you know Zodiac. There's a lot going on, but there's also a lot, a lot being talked about. And I don't think mm-hmm. there's a ton. There's just not a ton of like. What I mean is, there's not a ton of dialogue. You don't get a chance to see him really bounce his ideas off of other people or like talk about what's going on. You just see him like live through it. And so it's much more kind of like, I think he is bouncing cause, cause everything that he's saying is being kind of cut short or like he's having to betray it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think Peter, I, if you want to explain, no, more. no, no. I think that, I think that the difference is, is that, well, in, in what you're, what you're usually describing in a Fincher movie, usually it's one character bouncing something off of another character. And usually that other character is not really saying much. It's basically one guy basically monologuing and someone else being like, huh, and kind of responding. So for example, in Social Network, it's Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg is constantly talking and mm-hmm. everybody else that's like the more normal, like the Eduardo Saverins is kind of like, Mark, what? And they're just like, kind of like, kind of saying, well, that doesn't, you know, trying to draw some stuff out of him, but it's, but it's Zuckerberg really driving the narrative there. Seven, it's most of the time it's, it's Morgan Freeman. It's, yeah. It's he's he's talking to to Mills and Mills is the one that's kind of being like no shut up you don't know what you, like yeah. it's just insulting you're just being like these guys are like are terrible you know complaining about the rain or whatever and so like that's kind of yes yeah, so and then you, is, Gyllenhaal I, you're doing the same thing in, in Zodiac it's Gyllenhaal yeah, yeah. talking to Ruffalo and so it's usually one man just kind of exp- monologuing to another guy in this in this specific movie it's Fassbender basically just talking to himself. But to us, yes, because he's like always like kind of explaining things mm-hmm. in, the, in the way of like he's talking to the audience. Yeah, and then he he's met by reality, kind of fighting him and mm-hmm. and bringing counterpoints to whatever he's saying. Yeah, so, so, so I think yeah. I'm used like a lot of interests you see and you hear stuff equally, like mm-hmm. in terms of what's like what goes on and like how people are processing it. I think this movie there's just a lot more seeing and a lot less hearing. Sure, yeah, 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 that's what I was kind of like. I mean, like if if in terms of by hearing you mean like. Another person bouncing off his idea. Yeah. Okay. Like really, the only scene that felt like a very classic Fincher, like talk about life, kind of philosophical. Is the scene with Swinton. The yeah. Scene with Swinton, which was interesting. Yeah. That's my main thing. Is like that's the only departure I felt like. But go it was. Also, no, you go go. I didn't like that scene. I, I that was not. That I was. thought it was interesting. I don't think I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was very interesting. I just think it didn't make sense with the whole movie. I, I think my reading is the only way I can think of that it makes sense. And and I think it, I'm sure, but I think what the whole movie was trying to say, I'm like, this feels out of place. I just didn't feel like, I feel like the movie was at its most powerful was act one where he's talking to himself. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, what, definitely, that's definitely. where I was like, yeah, this movie rips. Yeah. And then when like slowly starts getting introduced to other people and starts like kind of as it becomes less like personal, like it becomes more personal and that what he's doing yeah. is more personal, but it's like, becomes less personal that he's less like true monologuing or kind of interacting with himself. We're 15 minutes in. We should just spoil it. Like just like spoilers now. I don't know. Cause like we're like beating around the bush, but and we're not really actually talking about the actual thing, which is kind of frustrating. Can um, I talk about what I liked about the okay, film okay, okay. generally? And then I haven't given my thoughts. I haven't given oh, my thoughts yet. Sorry. No, no, it's good. I'm holding his hand. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I re- I also Peter's really burning his advances. <laughs> yes, uh, I really like this movie a lot. Uh, this was I again. I love movies about dudes talking to themselves and trying to like figure stuff out and like or talking to each other or talking to themselves. Uh, this movie has a lot of a dude talking to himself and thinking through that. Uh, I'm also like 
it's a, it was a little bit weird to be like, looks like a, sounds like a pretty cool life. Like, like the killing people is obviously terrible. Gonna but you love being isolated. Yeah, but the isolated bit of just like, I'm just going to hang out. Only leaving your house to get McDonald's. Yeah, sounds pretty great. And then just like being left alone and like all of the eating, stuff where it's eating like... Eating a McMuffin without without the buns, just just the meat. And I was like, a little this bit chaotic. I don't know if I could do protein. that. I was chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know about that. But just like the... There where he was like, yeah, I used to get Airbnbs, but like, you know, the nanny cams, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just was like, I was like, wow. How many Airbnbs have you been in? Not many, but I'm just like... <laughs> If I were doing that, like he part, wants to empathize, I have, <laughs> a, what I have a, I have a. This has always been a. It's always been a dream of mine to be on the run, just to be like, all right, you need to be, you need to hide for all three right, months. All right, go start running. Well, no, 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 <laughs> not like actually go run. That's not. I'm not something I'm interested in. By the way, Michael Fassbender runs really weirdly in this movie. He does. <laughs> Every yeah. time he runs, I'm like, that's not like a, how an assassin would run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that looks unathletic. That's fair. <laughs> but just like, I love the idea of like him. I've always wanted to like pretend to be a different person and like like take a new name and i love that like he keeps pretending to be like different characters from like old sitcoms like he's somewhere from the on couple some, some from the jefferson like that's a stupid some, idea some from cheers uh i don't know i think that's i think it's fun uh and it's definitely for the viewer it's probably not you know i don't think people that are actually doing this would be taking names that would be so obvious i don't know i just i really like this got i got to experience a little bit of that second hand about my dream of just being like I just like to adopt a new identity. Like part of me is like, I was talk- I was actually talking to someone this week about like how it'd be really cool to be in witness protection. Like right now it'd be really cool to be in witness protection. But you realize you have to live through very traumatic events. So he wants Goodfellas because he loves Goodfellas right, also. Yes. And then he wants to end. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Where it's like, if I want to like, if someone was like, hey, can you go be undercover? I'd be like, yes. And then I adopt a new identity and then see a bunch of bad stuff. And, and, be like, Whoa. Be and then like get them and like get the bad guys and then go live in witness protection lot like like two new identities would be really awesome and then but then have like mementos your, from my what, life. what would your uh, newest name be what would you give yourself my newest name i think well i can't give that away because it'll be on the internet and so if oh, i actually have to true. adopt that i would be a bad idea i just like that is like i've thought about several times like if there's any time to be in witness protection it's right now you know i'm not married no kids you know i don't have a job that would be like a big enough for me to like you know they would also leave. protect those witnesses too right what what is protection program does not discriminate <laughs> well i know but like <laughs> everybody no but it'd be, really, it'd, be, it'd be really hard to like uproot your you know your whole family that's and true like but have the government adopt hopefully them. makes yeah. it easy it would, the government spends a lot of money I mean, a lot, but, but a lot also, of the time it's, it's also a lot riskier because you know people are trying to hunt you down they might take your wife and kids you know that's a little bit so hide your wife hide your kids well, I'm, I'm just saying like there's just hide your wife. i'm just saying that'd be, that'd be a lot harder you know, and you make sure kids don't talk, you know, like don't give away anything. <laughs> I just think it'd be like if, if there's any time for me to witness, You've like really a really, thought a lot. This is a this. really weird fantasy that you have. This I don't. Bizarre. This is something I've thought about a lot. And so that's why I really enjoyed this movie where I was just like, <laughs> gosh, that'd be cool to like show up with a different Every passport. time he has a different name. Yeah. Like, he never uses the same name twice. Yeah. And he's like, he's, I think there's like, I think I. I stopped counting after like 10. Yeah. But he had more than 10 aliases. That's, that's and awesome. I was like, Bunch what? of different passports just... <laughs> and just like walking through different airports and like being, someone was like, thanks, thanks, Mike. Have a good day. And like, I was supposed to be Mike and be like, yeah. You can go do that right now. <laughs> no, but like that. You can, you can go to Chick-fil-A and say, hey, my name is Bob. <laughs> and they'll call you Bob. <laughs> yeah, that, that just, that, that makes me feel weird. There's no purpose for me doing that. You're getting Chick-fil-A, man. <laughs> no, I know, but like there's no. Secrecy. You don't need to, Chick-fil-A doesn't need to know who you, need to know who you are. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Hey, I with just, cash? I don't know. Anonymous. No paper trail. <laughs> no, it's, see, you but they do that right now. See, but that just makes me seem like a, like a weird conspiracy theory person. And this does I, it? 
No, I just, I just think it's a weird thing to want. I'm not like afraid of the government. I'm just more of like, hey, it sounds like you're afraid of the government. I just want to be, I just want to be on the run for like six months just to try it out, see what it'd be like, see if they find me. You can do that now. You can go do that right now. You can like say, hey FBI, if us to law school, you can go do that right now. Hey FBI, let's make a a bet. I'll go run, try to find me, and and pull a gong girl. They actually did a, they did a, there was a TV show about this that came out like 2016. It was like on the run or something like that. It was like, but it, it was terrible. It was well, the show itself did not work very well, um, because they kept they, they they like send people on the run and like old like FBI like federal agents would have to try like track them down. The problem was is that like they couldn't use the full force of the United States government to track them down. Which is what they used to. Which is what they yeah, what they used to. So they, and they also couldn't like give away too much of how the U.S. government so just tracks no them down. For old men. That's oh. like the whole thing. Is they're just driving around. Well, no, they they did do some cool like they put out like ads on the internet. We're like, hey, if you find this person, let us know. We'll give you a reward. But there's like a whole psychological thing because they had to say this person's not actually haunt, like hunted. This is for a TV show. Mm. Uh, and so like people are probably more likely to give reward. Uh, like there's some weird psychological stuff where it's like, oh, I'm only going to turn this person in because it's a TV show. Who knows that kind of stuff. Um, but it was a really cool idea, and I was like, I would really want to do that. So that's why I really like this movie because I was like, oh. That would be really cool. I would. I want to watch this on. I want to watch this again. I can't wait. I'm so glad it's. This is one of the few movies where I'm glad it's on Netflix because I can want to watch. So this it is again. what I want to. Uh, so I want yeah. to bring up. Um, do you guys like watching this in the theater? I thought the sounds were really actually weird. Uh, I think there's a couple of moments from like this. Really feels like sounds that are in the back of like Stranger Things or in the back of. Like, oh, the overly like. Well, sounds, there's, yeah, there's yeah. like the weird, like metallic-y, like yeah, yeah. And then it, I actually like that, uh, which is just weird. And it was, I don't know. I think it was an enjoyable theater movie. I regret watching this movie in the theaters, to be honest. I like this is a Netflix movie. Like I, I this movie's good. It's I liked a it a lot. Movie yeah. through and through, but but it's like it's a Netflix movie, and I'm like I wasted money to go watch this. Is how I felt after. Well, we also went. To, we also went to Alamo, which is already a waste of money. <laughs> So I mean, yeah, I regret going to see it in that theater because yeah. they again messed up my. No, but or... even like, well, like it, just the fact that I had to pay money to watch this in the yeah. theater. Like, I usually want to support theaters, but this yeah. is the movie. I'm like, I could have streamed this. It's like, and that doesn't really happen to me. And I'm like, oh, this movie is great, but yeah. it's just like so. Maybe it's my expectations on what Fincher was gonna do. Yeah. But like, there's also Glass Onion, where it was like, that's a theater movie that like is also streamable at home, but. Mm. I mean, Glass I was, Onion is I was totally, totally cool to watch that one at home. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. so, well, it's because you didn't like it as much. I'm saying like I like this movie a lot. It's just like the scale of it wasn't like I didn't think I needed the theater. No, I actually really liked. I'm, I was actually glad that I saw it in a theater because I didn't want to be on my phone because I feel like it's a really easy movie to be on your phone because it's like oh, just some guy talking to himself. That's, I can be on my phone. That's fair. And it's like and it's. But that's more of a self control question <laughs> well but like oh i mean fair, Get him. fair. i mean i'm on my phone usually like but there a lot of times while yeah. i'm watching movies here but it's generally just like if you're watching it at yeah. home there's more distracting you could have no, angels storming in wanting to play elden ring you could have yeah you know just like people walk you know, i never knocking have on interrupted door. him during a movie no he's never, he's never done i'm just I'm, just I'm just saying there are there are, like there are lots of other distractions yeah, yeah. that could come up you know, you got to go do a load of laundry or something like that. Just things That's can right. happen. The fact that like we were sitting down and watching this movie and like getting to absorb it as much as we could. Like I really enjoyed that except for the part where, you know, there are people watching in front of, in front of me trying to take people's orders and messing up my burger order. Again, it's just bacon and cheese. It's not that hard. No sauces. 
No sauce, just just the bacon and the cheese. Which is it should wild. be easier. That's just that's a, it should be easier. Unhinged burger order. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's a dry burger order. Yeah, it was, it's so dry. Such a white burger. <laughs> they should rename it instead of royal cheese, just the white man's burger. <laughs> Golly, um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I guess okay. So now we'll take a break, and then we'll come back and spoil. And we're back to spoil the killer. Uh, Dave, would you like to spoil the killer? Can you? Because you were the one that was like, "Can we talk about the spoilers?" Um, I mean, I just wanted to spoil it so we can just talk about aspects of the thing that I liked or disliked it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But the spoiler is, um, his he goes on a mission and then he fails to kill the person he's trying to kill, and a civilian gets in the way, and so then he goes back home and he's very paranoid while he's going back home, which makes sense. And then uh, when he goes back home, he notices that his girlfriend got attacked. Apparently, he has a girlfriend. In, uh, what is it? Do- Cuba? No, Dominican, uh, Dominican Republic. Republic. Dominican Republic. And then he finds they out. a beautiful house, by the way. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was so huge. And they like, looked like they were like going to entertain. And so I'm like, who are you having over, dude? Yeah. Like, this, like, they got like a play. They got like yeah, playing music and everything. Of, yeah. I don't know. It's like, and, no, who are they having over? Yeah. Like, and then yeah. you see him be a very generic assassin killer. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. a very generic uh, movie. Uh, it I immediately right when that kind of started, I immediately like when he when he dug in the ground for his guns. Yeah. I immediately thought of John Wick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, there are aspects of this of John Wick that I liked more. Um, I thought the fighting was just like this movie was very like introspective rather than like show offy, but it did have a really good fight scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, with the, the brute or with. With the brute. Oh, yeah, the dude, hand-to-hand combat. Dude, dude, that was great. When he sat back or, like, was knocked backward and impaled himself on the leg, on, like, the broken leg of the table, I've never felt for a character more. I don't know why. It just it hit my soul. I yeah. hated it. Yeah, but so, like, I thought John Wick was, like, more turn-your-brain-off entertaining than yeah. this movie was. Which for that, sure. That's what it's supposed to be for. But also, I felt like the revenge was more compelling than... And John Wick? Than, no, John Wick was more compelling. That's what I said. Yeah. Then, For a dog? Well, the dog has more meaning. It's because of his dead wife has gifted him the dog. One could say that and, he has not finished processing his wife properly. Well, yeah, because she just died. Yeah. She just died. Like, how just? Like, she sent him the dog. Like, the dog's there. The dog is still young. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Long. No, like, the, the movie shows him, like, someone bringing the dog saying, this is from your wife. To give you after she's died. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot more cut scenes. Like the beginning scene is like him looking at his uh, video of his wife. Yeah, the, the phone. That's true. And that's true, then, true. and it just felt like a lot more like believable. While this one is like, oh, he has a girlfriend out of nowhere. I didn't know he has a girlfriend. Yeah. And like, that's it. It does seem a little bit weird because, especially because he's like, you get the sense how like isolated he is. Yeah. Then all of a sudden he's got this girlfriend. Yeah. It's like, huh. It's it's just a little weird. That's a, that's a small nitpick. That doesn't really change my score. I did agree that it did. it did turn into like a very generic assassin yeah. movie, which I don't mind. I like. Good oh, I don't mind movies. either. And I think it was a really well done. Like I think the fight scenes were cool, uh, especially the fight scene with the. Uh, yeah, I just don't think it did anything new. No. Were to for me to be like, I could watch a different movie and be just as entertained. I don't know. I think the first the act one. I was like, oh, this is new. Yeah. yeah you the, mean the last, you mean the yeah, last two, yeah, yeah. but like yeah, the yeah. first chapter is like 20 minutes. 
Mm-hmm. Each chapter is about 20 to 25 yeah, minutes. Yeah, 20 minutes. And there's five chapters. And yeah. after the first... I, the first chapter. First chapter. I'm like, okay, I got it after... Like, after chapter two, I was like, okay, this is the same thing over and over and over yeah. again. I'm kind of... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not over it, but I'm just like, okay, this is not giving anything special or like whoa factor but i think it's worth watching just for the first like oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, no, no. That it's, it's it, like the first first two chapters are very rewatchable yeah and i'm like totally. want to watch it again i'm definitely gonna watch yeah. this movie again i'm just i'm just this isn't me nitpicking be like because it's david fincher and yeah. he makes great movies so i'm just like being a little bit more critical i think depending on how you interpret tilsman's conversation i, think I was meaning, i was gonna bring that up okay great i think um, the meaning of the movie you can changes. bring it up yeah yeah, yeah what do you think the meaning of tilda swinton's thing is so her, her she does this little story She's like his last character, his last person to do away with, uh, or second, second to last, last. Se- like last one that we see. Which the last one is also I don't like. I don't like. It felt yeah. it felt very. The last one felt very like ah oh. like, yeah. It felt like lead up to nothing. Yeah. But anyway, and when he sits down and tells one at a restaurant, they're like talking along, and she's trying to you know like verbally dance her way out of getting killed, and like they're kind of talking about the job that they do and like the world that they live in, and, uh, and just kind of like the industry, and she's like telling this joke or like this story joke thing that where the hunter comes in I love that you're recounting this this is funny well this is like part of I think this no 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 no, no. it's just yes you're right yeah so in her joke uh, this hunter goes out to kill a bear and he shoots him misses. and he misses and the bear comes up and is like hey now I can either get to kill you or sodomize you and first time that's words ever been used on our podcast that's what you think what what, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I've been secretly putting yeah. sodomize <laughs> yeah. in our recordings <laughs> Uh, did you guys record podcasts and Andrew Stewart without me knowing? <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. I thought that word was probably no, it was not. It, <laughs> it might have been. It was like four hours. Yeah, we it was talked. also problematic. It was. We, th- th- that that's been deleted for sure. Yeah, right? that's in the yeah. X Files for sure. No, I, I just, deleted. It's not. It doesn't exist. <laughs> well, like I still wanted to. I I was not like, even in the cloud. I wanted to be able to listen to it. Nope. I okay. did too. Nope. Anyway, so then the in the story, the hunter comes back with. Bigger and bigger guns try to kill the bear, and each time the bear says the same thing and does the same thing. And by the end of it, the bear's like, hey, I don't think you're here for the hunting. So it's a, a weird very, story. It's a very jarring conversation to happen. Kind of right comes before, out of nowhere, yeah. For sure. I, the only way I can think of to make that make sense for the movie, for the character, it feels out of place every way I can think about it. And besides, she's like, hey... I don't know if you're actually doing this for the revenge or if you're just doing this to have something different to do. Because in the beginning scene or the beginning montage of like talking himself through the kill, getting ready for it, he mentions redundancies and he mentions being, he doesn't ever say I'm bored, but he says I'm bored. And he's like, I'm doing this and I do this that's and a, I do this. I think that's like the first thing he says, right? It's like, if this is yep. like, if yep. you're, if you can't do boredom, this yep. is not the job yep. for you. Yep. But if it tracks with the rest of the things that he says that he's not good with, he's not good with boredom either. Because we see him kind of like fall asleep and so, so anyway, but, my point is like, I think what he's saying, I think what Tilda Swinton is saying is like, I don't think you're, you're really doing this because they went after your girlfriend. I really think you kind of insinuating to me is I think you messed up on that first shot to kind of make something happen, to make something out of the ordinary happen. Because I think there, there's at least a couple of scenes that I remember where he's like almost got it. And I think he, but if you look at the analogy, like we have to kind of look at it face value, like what is the hunter doing? Like, what is a bear insinuating to the hunter that he's a masochist, that he likes that being that presumably painful? Yeah, that he likes doing it. Right. Yeah. He likes being taken advantage of. Yeah. So, and, but so, I don't know how that relates to. The, so well, my so character. Now, go ahead. So, so now, now that the girlfriend has been hurt, then he has to go on a killing spree. 
And I think what she's saying is what you enjoy is the killing, really. And you're giving yourself kind of more... And it's like also a shake-up. So I think it's like... Now that you have to go and do this revenge story, there's a lot more of a license to kill. Everyone knows you're like kind of this rogue guy going around and killing people. She's like, I don't know if you're in it for your girlfriend or if you're in it for like the killing. I think my... the way that's I what, took, That's the only thing I can make sense out of. The way, the way I took that conversation is... Is that she, before she brings up that story, she's talking about how she justified getting involved in this business, the business of killing people professionally, is, you know, there's a lot of money, you'll have more money than you'll ever spend. And yet she keeps coming back to it and kind of tells that story. So my understanding was, is that at first you're just like, oh, I'm only in it for the money. And then the money, like you've got more money than you ever spent and you keep coming back to it. You have enough money to disappear. But we you know, know all that. We know that we've seen him take the money out. We've seen him live in the mansions. Like why does that conversation need to happen? Well, no, the point is, is that like you justify it by saying, hey, you're in it for the money. And then you keep going and the money's not a factor anymore. It's like you're in it for something else besides the money. What else are you in it for? And so like, I think that's kind of what he's reflecting on is that what am I, what am I in this for if it's not the money? And I think that's kind of why, you know, he definitely has a, a facial reaction to that. That's, that's what I took the conversation to. I don't think... He like I don't think there's anything else with the rest of the movie. I actually don't think so. I think that there's like a very clear. I mean, I think both of those are very out of touch with the movie. I'm I'm like so like just yeah clearing out what the movie is trying to say because I think we're like if you try to put it like something like that should fit into the movie very well for it to be good and the fact that it's not I'm just like it's a flaw like this is doesn't make sense because because I'm just like. The, the, what the analogy is talking about is like the hunter is, is like loves this. He loves getting sodomized by the bear. He is, he is like, he likes this pain. But like what is basically saying, he yeah. likes this pain and he's very, uh, is masochist is the right word? Yeah. 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 I would yeah say he's that. very masochistic about this. And like then to give the same person to Fastbender, Fastbender should be like masochistic about this. Like, he wants yeah. to do this, but there's no other examples that are given that he's like this, that he just wants to do it for the kill. He's very, he's, he, he, everything he says is very opposite. He's like, I'm doing like, it's very like, don't improvise, always anticipate. Like his very much is not that. Right. But and he does do a lot of anti- uh, improvising. Yeah. But th- I think that's and what the movie is. To, yeah. yeah the, that, that's what the movie is trying he's to say. Himself to. Yeah, yeah. Which is then it's like, which, then I think the beginning is bad. Like, if that's the case, then I think the beginning is bad. Why? I agree. I Because it doesn't make sense that why would he insert all of those redundancies and everything just to inherently screw it up when he knows and in the that ending if he too. messes up the kill, like, what the consequences are. Because when, when he goes to the to, to his handler, the lawyer guy, he's like, you knew, you always knew that this was this is what happens when this happens. Well, so that's I, the masochistic part, is he's knowing that he's going to put somebody in danger... He shoots the girl just to have something else I, to do. I don't think that we have any... I don't think there's any evidence in the movie that would suggest that. Besides the story. And that's where I'm like, I don't think that that's... That's why I can't read that as, yeah. the, as the primary reading. I agree that it is confusing. And I think that's definitely a flaw in the film. I don't know exactly why that story's there. And it's just... It's a weird... tell. I just... I mean, maybe it is... Maybe it is like trying to say something more about his character being masochistic and then he actually did it on purpose. But if that's how they showed it, I don't like that that's how they showed it either then. Fair. Yeah. Like, like, I'm just trying to piece way the, together. Yeah, yeah, And uh, your interpretation very much might be right or your interpretation might very much be right. But I'm just like, the fact that it's like unclear 
and also is just more frustrating than anything is a very bad way and kind of in a way ruins the first part because anything big reveal like that should kind of enhance what he's saying in the beginning maybe yeah. i have to watch it again but well i from wouldn't what say there is a big reveal it's trying to be but it's really not much of anything yeah yeah so which is also to be said for the last one that he meets with which is also that well, the whole, last one i i just don't, I don't know why that was in there get it because he does never shows mercy ever and then shows yeah, mercy. Yeah, it's part of his, like, don't show end. empathy. Empathy is weakness, yeah. And then I'm Well, just, you like, could say that him unclipping, right? Because the girl in the bathroom, he didn't need her, did he? No, he did. What did he, he did. He did. He gets the names. He gets the names and the information off the, off the little oh, right, Rolodex. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and, what the and deal. And then he ends up killing her. Killing her. No, no, sure. I just, she's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, at that point, I'm like, oh, does he have empathy? And then he didn't. Like, I was like, okay, cool. He shot the taxi driver. Back. Yeah, he shot the taxi driver. Yeah. And at the end, I'm like, this guy doesn't like. Is it because he's an idiot that he just didn't yeah. kill him? What I don't know. What and then at the end, he's happy with his girlfriend, and I'm like, that doesn't seem. And like I think there's supposed to be this weird kind ending. of social commentary that Fight Club has, like heavy-handed. This is supposed to be a very light touch of like in the beginning. He says, "The few manipulate the many." Do whatever you can to be part of the few. Mm-hmm. And then the end scene when he's like chillaxing on the beach. He's, he's like, I'm part of the many. He's like, I'm part of the many. And that's like totally cool, bro. And you're Which like, Which is okay, very Fincher. Interesting. But yeah. There's, but like, so what? This interacts really interesting with with the rest of Fincher's filmography. Because there's like definitely a com- like a commentary on perfectionism in this movie. Which I think is interesting. I read an article like comparing it like Fincher's reflections on his own movies. Yeah. Which is interesting. Well, it, like the, the element of perfectionism is really interesting. Like about how someone trying to cultivate something that's like perfect well, and him like, him like saying something yeah. over to himself it's mm-hmm. like affirmations and then doing the opposite is like really interesting as a yeah. filmmaker too mm-hmm. I really enjoy I really enjoy that that was something I definitely like as someone who definitely has aspects of perfectionism in their personality just kind of connecting with yeah. that a lot just but this has like, a wow. thinner veneer than most Fincher's do or I mean a thicker like uh, like skin there's not a lot a ton of substance I don't feel like there's a ton well, of substance I, in this movie well I the thing that's hard is that I don't think that like I think most Fincher's there aren't a ton I, I wouldn't say oh, that there's I mean his best films there's a ton of I agree of, like I, Zodiac and Social seven, Network and seven. Social Network I'd say there's even a lot of whether I, or not you like the texture Gone Girl has a lot of texture you don't like yeah I don't think that's from Fincher Zodiac? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think they're from Fincher either. Uh, either. Like, I, I think that, like, yeah. just because they characterize some of Fincher's films, I don't think that, like, there's a ton of, I don't know. Sure. I mean, Social Network is it's less... A Sorkin film. Is a Sorkin. Though In my mind, it's more of a Sorkin film. Though, when we watched Dave Social Network... Sorkin, no. You don't like Sorkin? No, I never said that. <laughs> Whoa. I never Whoa. said that. We're going to fight if you say you don't like Sorkin. I'm not, I never said that. Okay, I'm just, I, I'm just <laughs> making sure. Did you... I mean, on my letterbox, I gave it... I rewatched it. Yep. Gave it a five stars. Yep. Because it's a masterpiece. It is. But then I said, every line of this is cringy and corny. Well, that's the whole point. They're a bunch of like college exactly. kids. Exactly. Yeah. That's written. Supposed to, they're supposed to be thinking they're changing the world, but they're a whole bunch of like stupid moron Harvard kids. Yeah. 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 And I and I understand that's the point. Yeah. But even when what uh, Rashida Jones says at the end, like I don't think you're an a hole, but yeah. you're trying. You're just trying hard to be. I'm like that's corny. Yeah. That's supposed to be this this thing that lies with him and that's corny yeah. AF. Well, um, it doesn't work. That's the whole, like, like, yeah, he's still a terrible person. Like Zuckerberg's still not a great sweet guy. Sweet baby Ray's. Sweet baby Ray's. <laughs> yeah. Shout you, out to you sweet baby Ray's. Video, right? Yeah. Oh, um, that's so cringe. But, so, and so like social network, but again, that's more of the writer doing I, it. I think it's, um, I think if you look at, if you look at the movies that, that Fincher has made, the movies that Fincher has made, and you look at the other movies that Sorkin has made, this is definitely more. It's definitely more of a Sorkin film than a Fincher film. 
though the, the camera work and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very adventure. But like, sure. what sets the tone of that movie? The set, the, what sets the tone of that movie is the so, screenplay. That's what everybody that's talks true. about. That's, that's, that's true. what makes it a legendary that's film. That's what I think did in the beginning when he's talking to his girlfriend. Yeah. But after that, I was less interested in what they were saying and be like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool shot. Oh, that's a cool shot. Um, I mean, it's. I would say it's the it's the best combination of writer director sure. that we've seen. Probably, I, I I'm sure struggling to think of like one of the best screenwriters right working today, one of the best directors working today, working together on something like this. I mean, you would say being John Malkovich. Yeah, for sure. Is would you say Spike Jones is one of the best working directors? I'd say he, no. He hasn't made a movie since her. That's true. No, but that doesn't. But uh, that's only been like it's been a decade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say he's one of the best. He's, but he's, he's only made four movies. Yeah, I don't know. I just like Damien Chazelle's one of the best directors. He's only made he's four. actually one best director. He's made a movie. He's made you know at least yeah. one, a movie. In but a you decade. would you would have said like oh he's only made four. No, but I, I'm like I have, I have no problem saying he's only made four movies, and like the last one was a decade ago. But the ago. skill's still there. I'm skills, just, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like the skills there, and the writer Kaufman, his skills still there. Yeah, and they're very both great directors. I think that's what he's trying to say. Not like relevance to now yeah, yeah, like yeah. social network is also like old yeah yeah it's an old movie 2011 2011 yeah it's not that old it's 12 years it's it's, yeah, but it's both, before both, her it's older than her yeah but both fincher and skorkin have made great yeah movies but since then. no but that's not the Charlie argument Coffin's that made great movies since of. then what movies try coffin yeah what, what are i'm thinking of anything uh, anomalisa i'm thinking of anything are this great oh yeah i, I, love, I think yeah yeah um, yeah, you also haven't seen like you've only seen one of these. Well, I know, but I've seen a lot more Sorkins recently. I've yeah, seen, sure, yeah, but like yeah. you're coming out of this guy. You've only seen yeah, one of this anyways, stuff. it just yeah. You're, Chill on my boy Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> it didn't make sense. <laughs> Your criticism didn't make sense. Um, yeah. Anyways, I thought this movie was very enjoyable, very flawed, um, and kind of left me left me. Wait, left, were you talking smack about Sorkin? We didn't we didn't get past this. That's why I was trying to come back. Uh, you, I I was pushing back on y'all because y'all were pushing back on Sorkin, and I'm not. I'm not, not here. I'm not. That. I'm not pulling. I love a few good men. That's great. Okay. Moneyball's great. Okay. I, I just want Moneyball. to see Moneyball. Dude. Moneyball's awesome. I would love awesome. to see Moneyball. Can we do a Sorkin episode? I, once twenty. Once Can we do a Charlie Kaufman episode. Once, yeah, Mister, you're I, only I, seen one Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, I won't. Once be it there gets to twenty twenty four, you won't be there for that. Just watch six more movies, man. I think yeah, there's like wait, what's the coffin movie you watched? Oh, uh, Eternal Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. Just, just Eternal oh, Sunshine. that's yeah. another Spike Jones coffin. That's great. No, yeah. it's not. Uh, is that? Did, yeah, I don't think did Spike Jones is. Yeah. yeah. Did Sunshine. he direct that? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't think so. I'll look it up Can right we now. double check? I'm pretty sure. Eternal. I don't think it's. I don't think that's Sunshine. I thought it was at least. I think so. Oh, Michael Gondry. Yep. Oh, I got to mix up. Uh You're right. Um, Steel Trap. Wow, you're Brains so smart, Peter. <laughs> nah, it's just I have random movie trivia. It's a problem. Uh, Still Charlie Kaufman, my boy. But yeah, I wasn't going at Sorkin. I was okay. just saying I liked Social Network Social Network more because of Fincher than okay. Sorkin because I didn't like his writing writing in that movie as much. But you would okay. say that a lot about Villeneuve stuff too, right? Like anything that Villeneuve Well, we're getting in a little bit of a sidetrack about like the auteur theory about who yeah. actually owns movies. Is it writers or is it Oh, what, 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 what did you just use, Peter? Auteur <laughs> theory? What is the theory called? A-U-T-E-U-R. Auteur. Yeah, what, can you explain the auteur theory to us? Basically, there's just a question about like who is the primary author of a film? Yeah. Is it a writer or is it a director? People like Terrence this made my day. or is it a this cinematographer? Made my day. Hearing auteur theory from Peter is amazing. I'm, I'm here for this. It's something I think about a lot. Uh, oh, I, you do? I just didn't know what the term was for it, but like I think of it as more of an ex, as more of a one person versus another person. Uh, My auteur theory is the casting director. I think that's the through line. <laughs> that's. I mean, 
some would say How? the actor might. Oh, I mean, yeah. Tom Cruise oh, yeah, with Mission sure. Impossible. Like, he's yeah, yeah or like which actors pick which types of movies yeah, they do. Yeah, also yeah. very interesting. Yeah. Like, like Tom, yeah. imagine Andrew Garfield being the front for I don't know Ferrari. That would like feel weird. Marvel. That Marvel. Would it's really very weird. Kevin Feige. Then see, but like that's a producer it, too. I well, I have trouble talking about Marvel and not Tour here in the same sentence. <laughs> Let's not do that. I'll get whatever. <laughs> I, but like for example, I think uh, Color of Money. Made by Scorsese. That's a Paul Newman movie. Primarily a Paul Newman movie to me. Not sure. a primarily a Scorsese movie. Yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. sure. That's just an example. Yeah. The movie rules. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you, I think we're getting Good a little bit Goodfellas is a Robert De Niro movie. Just kidding. That's kidding. not. I mean. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Uh, and Scorsese, I'll write that movie, too. So, you know, uh, with, uh, you know the, the guy who helped write uh, Goodfellas with Scorsese was married to? Coppola? I don't know. Nor Efron. Oh, cool. Yeah. Writers. A couple of great... Wow, couple of match great made in heaven. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Do you just surf movie movie Wikipedias? Uh, no. It, well, a little bit. He does. I feel like <laughs> yeah. you do a lot. I do. <laughs> but also just like some things like I will like read something, whether it's Wikipedia or whatever, and it will just stick in my head. Yeah, and so just, it will just always be there. And fair. so uh, any of those movie trivia games. It's, it's, it's useful when I'm watching a movie yeah. and then I get a more insight where he's like, Jason Schwartzman is actually a Coppola. I'm like, oh, what? Yeah. 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 It's that's, that's part of it. Uh, my dad also has this. Um, so he like any bad action movie from like the, the 90s to the early 2000s. My dad can tell you, he's like, oh, he was in this or he was in this. It's actually a funny story. My mom, like, was when they first started dating, was a little bit freaked out. And it's like, he knows every attractive actress's name. What's up with him? And he's like, oh, wait, no. He just knows every actor's name. Every actor, every actress, he just knows them. I was like, oh, I've seen them in that or I've seen them in that. And then I've just kind of, it's genetic, I guess. Anyway, we're meandering a little bit. Does anybody else, do we have anything else to say on The Killer as a film? Well, you, you guys gave it a four and a half? I gave it a four and a half. I'm okay. reconstructing. I think he's probably going to give it a four. I'm reconstructing. I th- I do think, for what it is, it's very good. It's very entertaining. I mean, if he like stuck with you, four and a half. I mean, oh, it stuck with me. That's yeah. why it's a four and a half for sure. I'm trying to think. I think a lot of it did stick. I think a lot of it just kind of bounced off, and I was like, what? With like with like several minutes of it, I was like, what's going on? I think I don't think this, this is, is fine. It's a four and a half, and I I enjoyed it a lot. I think part of it had a certain personal appeal to me. Sure. Uh, I mean, I that's don't what think, are about. I don't think this is anywhere close to. Like Fincher's best. Like I think this oh, is yeah, like yeah. definitely no, like no. really great movie, really fun. I would say this is like low half Fincher. Uh, I've only seen five, so I can't say. But it's like it's. I would, I would say, say this is low. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than Benjamin Button. Yeah, uh, I think it's better than Benjamin Button. I oh, think that's wild. Benjamin Button is so good. I would say I, <laughs> I love Benjamin Button. <laughs> that's a four and a half movie right I there. I love the philosophy behind Benjamin Button, but then they're like, hey, you know how we've had Brad Pitt's face the whole time? We're gonna stop. Some of the plotting he's 14, is fourteen. Just... We're not gonna put his face on a fourteen-year-old kid because we're afraid. There's a, we're afraid. Was it what? <laughs> cowards? There's some weird, the movie. There's some weird sexual politics in that film that make me uncomfortable. Like when does it become problematic? Yeah, and there's probably just, when he gets amnesia, right? Is when it gets problematic. I would agree with. Yeah, I think <laughs> when he's a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> when he's like, like ten. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, he's like got gamer rage. He's like a ninety that, year old. That part's wild. And then like the the girl that he like grows up with when he's ninety and she's ten, they end up getting married when he's she's like thirty five and he's like thirty five also. Well, like no, 35. but it's like it's but like but like looks like <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. dude. I what do you mean? It's love is about the personality. There's a lot of focus on that, and I there thought there's I just feel like there was well, the focus is on like him living his life. Yeah, like no, but there's but then there's those twenty minutes of Brad Pitt as like a cool twenty four, <laughs> riding a motorcycle, being hot. <laughs> I just I, I don't Which makes up I for think a so, lot of I it. think that movie drags and it's like the plotting oh, is a little yeah. bit oh, weird. Oh yeah, I think yeah. it doesn't. 
It's three hours. I know, and I don't think it drags. But I, I'm comparing it to something like like Zodiac, which is like around the same time. I don't think it does movie drags. not drag. Oh, Zodiac like also second. does not drag. Yeah, I just think that like, like I don't think okay, this movie like we're talking about it something else. But I'm gonna make a quick comment. Ben and Mudd is about life. Life is just meander sometimes. It's about Forrest Gump. If you think Forrest Gump drags, it's the same Forrest thing. Forrest Gump doesn't drag. Exactly. Forrest I haven't Gump seen Forrest Gump. I would probably think it drags. <laughs> probably. Forrest Gump, like, better movie than Benjamin Button. Don't don't disagree. I've heard it's like much the same. And so now that I've seen Benjamin Button, I don't feel as pressed. I mean, Forrest Gump better. is like the perfect movie. Like a perfect movie. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. But like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It I'm drags. Would you prepared to deconstruct can I, can, Forrest Gump? Since we brought up Forrest Gump, uh, uh, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna talk about it for a sec. Psych. And we're back, and we're not gonna be talking about Forrest Gump. We're gonna be wrapping up. That's the end of the podcast. We definitely got a little bit out of whack. <laughs> just, just a little. Just a little bit. Not our worst. Not no, our best. definitely not our worst. Not our best. I think our worst. Worst <laughs> of this. Po- I don't think it's the worst of this this particular period of the podcast. It's a whole like five minutes where I was talking about witness protection that was <laughs> yeah. a little bit a little bit off the rails. Uh, I mean, it's much like the killer. Just talking about that's talking about what he wants to talk about. No, oh no, let me tell a random story. Um, so there's this nope, guy, right? Nope. <laughs> no, no, we're cutting you off now. Uh, no nope. hunting. No, nope. <laughs> nope. never and caught a fish. fish yet. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! I knew you were gonna say that. He's a uh, sea cucumber. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Why? <laughs> Oh, then just got that. Okay, we're going to wrap up now uh, before Andrew makes any more <laughs> jokes about fish. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening to this po- episode of the podcast. Thank you to Dave always for producing us. And thank you to the great folks at AMC for providing us somewhere else to watch movies besides the Alamo Theater. Uh, Alamo Draft House, uh, fix your ordering system, please. We will catch you all next week with Priscilla. Priscilla. Priscilla we'll have a uh, we'll have a special guest for that. Two Ooh. special guests. Well, well one of them's like a guest. <laughs> hey, we'll have a no, regular special guest. Isn't like yeah, it's it's a guest. <laughs> hey, we have a yeah. That's Jess, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the special guest is Sarah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, she remember the five. Well, anyway, five timers club. Sarah will be on the podcast. Will it be her fifth time on the podcast. Probably, I don't know. Probably fifth, something like that. Ace 2 is gonna be furious. And then we'll frick have you, Ace Two. Anatomy of the Fall. That'd be such a, a good podcast. Ace2, Ace2, frick you. Watch Nat- Watch Anatomy of the Fall. And we'll have, a special, we'll have a first-time guest on the podcast next week. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will catch you all next week.